0: Look, up on the slopes. What is that? Well, it looks like a pair of cross country skiers going downhill. No, it must be some alpine skiers with broken bindings. Wait, on closer inspection, it's. Those telly guys.
1: what they seem to be. Some things are beyond belief. I'm Jonathan Frank. Whoa, 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 no, 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 that's not how it happens around here. Yeah,
2: yeah, John. We introduce the show, Morgan and I, and we'll invite you on later on. We'll introduce you properly, but just wait your turn, okay?
1: Yeah. So, so sorry, people listening along. Uh, that's just kind of ruined our little surprise. Obviously, yeah, we're having Jonathan Frakes on the show today, but yeah, so now the surprise is ruined. So, yeah, we, he will be on later in the show, won't he, Rich?
2: That's right, John. Are you okay with that, mate? You're just going to wait. Not this time. Okay, I'm going to have to mute John. He's just being yeah. Bit... Put, him, put him on mute. Yeah. And muted. All right, so, yeah, we're going to get John on from Beyond Belief, Fact or Fiction, but we'll we'll introduce that a bit later on, being outrageous at the moment. It's not your time in the sun anymore, right, mate?
1: Yeah, he's giving me the finger now.
2: They can't hear you. You're on mute. So, (laughs) suck on (laughs) that, mate. Anyway, Morgs, last episode, great to have Cam on. It was great to have Cam on, yes. I very much enjoyed
1: interviewing him and talking to him and, yeah, finding out all about his backcountry festival. That was thoroughly intriguing.
2: I'm looking forward to going, and we didn't really touch on the dates that was going to happen. It's going to be the first weekend in September, so book that one in if it's going to go ahead. I'm sure it will.
1: Excellent. Yes, yeah, I'm sure it will go ahead. So to all the fans out there, all the all the backcountry fans, make sure you get along to the Victorian Backcountry Festival.
2: Yep, the first weekend in September. Sounds good. Like we said in uh, today's episode, Fact or Fiction, John, would you like to say hello now? Hello. My name is Jonathan Frex. We've all heard the expression clothes make the man is it really true all right john we're just gonna to go to the mailbag now is that okay with you
1: no way oh stop being a rude prick john come on
2: <laughs> come on mate it won't take long yeah
1: come on you'll be right. you well, you can even even answer some of the questions
2: you've got mail
1: uh so peter contact us do you want to read the email from peter rich
2: yes i believe peter slacklock peter emailed us and said hey guys Found your podcast recently and enjoy listening. Has me thinking, though, where the hell can I find a pair of three pin 75 millimeter boots, size 44 to 45, to suit my older, fisher Nordic skis? The skis and poles are circa 1986, but condition is 100%. Though my boots perished a decade or more ago. That's no good, zone eh? Mm. Mm. Is there. Is it the done thing now to fit triple N gear or can I find a pair of boots that's not $500? Why the hell is a pair of boots $500? bucks? i am mostly trail skiing with a bit of backcountry and the occasional overnighter. Have been borrowing or hiring, but I have my own gear except for boots. For the record, I never managed a telemark turn without a definitive face plant. <laughs> Cheers, Peter. Thanks very much, Peter. Thanks for getting in touch.
1: Yeah, thank you. And uh, in answer to... Your first question, where can you find some boots, I suppose? Yeah, you could try try some of the Telemark stores around. Obviously, we talk, spoke to Brian from Rocky Valley Ski Hire. Uh, he's obviously in Mount Beauty. We're not sure where you're located, Peter, but if you're in Melbourne, you could yeah, get on down to Eastern Mountain Centre in Deep Dean. They're probably a, a good place to start as, as any I can think of, Rich.
2: Yeah, I think that's a great place to start. And I did send him an email suggesting that he'd give Brian a call, see if he's got any of those leather boots in there. And I think he does. And Peter, get in touch again, mate, if you found some boots, good on you. But hopefully we might be able to find you some through this podcast. So if anyone's got some boots out there for Peter, please let us know. We're searching for boots for Peter.
1: (laughs) Boots for Peter, that's the new segment on the show.
2: That's right. It's a new new GoFundMe page or something. Boots for Peter. It's important. Boots for Peter. Let's get Boots for Peter. For just a dollar a day, you can supply a man with never-ending happiness. That's less than a price of a cup of coffee. Boots for Peter.
1: I can see people lining up to do that already, Rich.
2: That's right. Um, what else? Telly Bourne has sent us through some photos, Morgs. You know what of? Uh, was it about the snow blankets somewhere up in Scandinavia? He has sent us photos of the snow blankets. And like he said... When you read out that article a few weeks ago, it looks like they're getting big plant in to move around snow, pile it, in, and cover it with these blankets. And that is exactly what the photo is.
1: Yeah, right. Well, Mount Buller could really use that technology. Hey, 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 hey.
2: With their snow making <laughs> machinery, um, they yep. could just tuck it under a blanket and you'd be all good. But yeah, Telly Bourne, um, maybe you could get in contact with us and let us know what they use that snow for in the early stages of the season? Is it to get a run, you know, certain access trails, ready, snow person competition, whatever. (laughs) Pond skimming, anything. Pond skimming, yeah, Yeah, we'd like to know. And if you
1: haven't already come to Australia, you could really uh, tap into the market over here, I think.
2: Yeah, we've never heard of these blankets. Bogong Bulletin.
0: This is the Bogong Bulletin.
2: Yep, it's time for the Bogong Bulletin. So, Threadbow... Hasn't announced an all-for-nothing kind of ticket sale. They have announced, I think, this Wednesday. Tickets are on sale for the whole season, and you just need to buy as many as you can, which is crazy, I think. So how's that working with the
1: Icon Pass then, Rich? Do you know about that? I
2: haven't haven't looked into the Icon Pass, and I don't imagine they'd be honouring... Well, it's hard to know. Maybe, I was just going to say, maybe between New Zealand and Australia, maybe they're not going to go... And of those things. I certainly know they've changed a lot of passes. When I say they, I mean ski resorts have changed what their passes will look like this season. So I don't know if that international thing's going to happen. But the icon between Threadvo and Buller, maybe, I assume. You know, Threadvo, sorry, pardon me, Falls and Hotham still are going to be running that uh, same deal with Perisher. So, uh, yeah, I, I have no idea, to be honest.
1: Yeah, but I guess I guess it's a different company that runs Icon. Um, and yeah. obviously, obviously, Vale. Runs the Epic Pass, which you speak of, Allah Falls, Hotham, and mm-hmm. Perisher. Um, yeah, and I, I guess so. Did you find out any more about that, Rich? Is it going to be full price tickets? How are they going to be selling these tickets? Is it literally well, just going to be some sort of cash grab? You know, click frenzy on the internet.
2: I believe it will be a click frenzy thing. They're kind of even baiting the whole scenario with, you know, making sure you log on early and get onto the server because it might crash. Yes. So it is a bit of a click frenzy scenario happening there. But there are discounts, like pretty big discounts, the more you buy by the looks of it. So you could have significant savings. However, you don't know what the weather's going to be. So it's, it's a bit crazy. Yeah. Will you be skiing at uh, Threadbo this year, John? Not a chance. Oh, come on, John. Just, it's not, not <laughs> that bad. They've got a gondola now. Ski you come on, yeah. All right. So, uh, John, not a fan. Not a fan of Spread Bay. All right. It sounds like Falls Creek have announced some, well, fo- I shouldn't say just Falls Creek, but Vales have announced some stuff, Morgan.
1: Yeah, so I do have a little bit of info. So, according to Snow's Best, uh, I'm not sure how credible this source is, but. Vale Resorts have announced that its resorts will operate at a 50% capacity to start, but Epic Pass holders will have unlimited access or well, the access that they might usually have from July 13. Now, these I can't actually I can't actually back this information up, so so take it with a grain of salt, but this is apparently what's been announced. Apparently, you still can get a refund if you wish for your Epic Pass if you think that, no, if it's only going to be running at 50% capacity during the school holidays, it's not worth me keeping my Epic Pass, so I just want to get my money back, um, or I want to opt out of paying the $850, then you can do that, and apparently the the Epic Pass, Epic Australia Pass, will still be on sale until the final week of June, um, so yeah, so interesting interesting news. I guess this, uh, this whole July 13, that, that lines up with the school holidays in Victoria, Rich, so July 13th is the first day of Term 3 in Victoria, so that's going to be – that's big news for a lot of people with families and children that like to go to the snow, particularly in this July school holidays.
2: Yeah, absolutely. We'll just have to sit and watch that because, of course, they have said they will officially announce everything on the 15th of June. So we'll just see what happens there. If that is true or not, but it does look like that is going to be the case. Mm. What do you think, John? An all-access pass is a precious commodity. The, and the only other news item, Morgs at Bright, only a handful of minutes away from Mount Beauty, half an hour, 27 kilometres, I think, mm. has a new confirmed case of coronavirus, which isn't great. Oh. No. So look out for that. Watch this space. If that is going to spread, apparently someone from a nursing home went down to the big city to see some family, came back and now has the virus. So if they've given that to anyone else in the area, we won't know for a week or so. But, you know, it's so, so easily can things change. If that gets out, that won't be great for anyone. Will it, John? No. Now, John, you have one more story here. It says, I don't know how this is relevant to the show, but Donkey decides to fly plane to the moon. It's fiction. We made it up.
1: We made this one up. It's a made-up tale. It's a total fabrication. It never happened.
2: Then why'd you you push for us to have that in there? And what's that got to do with telemark skiing anyway? Come on. Very funny, John. Anyway, we've got... John on here because he used to host Beyond Belief, Fact or Fiction, back in the day, and we, we thought he would be great to tell us whether these myths about Telemark
1: are fact or fiction. Beyond Belief. Telemark. Fact or fiction. Yes. All right. Um, well, I've got one, Rich. Can I start us off? Yeah, sure. So, is Telemark skiing bad for your knees?
2: And I suppose we'll give our opinion, John, provide you with evidence to see if you think it's fact or fiction. Maybe we can change your mind. So, tarmac skiing is bad for your knees. Morgan, I'm going to say that I think it's really good for your knees. Really? Yeah. I will admit on the show that for my employment the last two seasons, working at an outdoor school, I do teach skiing. Unfortunately, I have to lock the heel down for that and teach alpine skiing. And the position of, you know, not being able to get down and, and brace myself. I really like being able to brace myself in the time I turn and I feel more secure doing that these days. And when I'm in Alpine style, I, I just don't feel comfortable. I think it actually hurts my knees a little more. I don't know. Maybe I'm alone in this. What do you think? Yeah, I think um,
1: I think yes and no. I. Th- I feel like probably all, um, all skiing is probably not great for your knees. And I suppose... Whether you like it or not, you know, there are times when you're on out on the telly skis and, you know, you just rip a big old parallel turn and, and that hurts your knees. And sometimes sometimes a telly burn hurts your knees and if you, if you crash, it hurts your knees. So I'm going to say, I'm going to I'm going to take the, the other side of the argument there and I'm going to say that, yes, it can be bad for your knees. So now I suppose we could throw to John, the man of mystery. What do you think, John? Is telemark skiing bad for your knees?
0: Is it possible this story is true?
2: Yes, it
1: is. And there you have it. What he he says goes.
2: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Morgs, does telemark skiing make you a better person?
1: You know, I thought that it did, but maybe it doesn't. But I'm going to say, telemark skiing does make you a better person. Why does it make you a better person? If, If you telemark ski, then obviously you own a lot of Woolen jumpers, which are had a lower environmental impact. Um, you know, you're probably a vegetarian. You're probably, you know, ride your bike to work. All all these other things. All these raging, incorrect stereotypes about hippies. Yes, makes you a better person.
2: You're going down the, um, the more sustainable style there for for the for the sake of
1: an argument. Yes, that was, that was just, I had to think on my toes then.
2: Yeah, well, literally on your toes. Um, <laughs> I thought it might mean, you know, does it make you, I guess, more of a charitable person? Are you providing local organisations in the community with your time to foster new stray kittens and finding them a new home? <laughs> Which I can't say I'm doing. So, I don't know. I feel the same. To be honest, I don't feel like I'm a better person. I feel like I'm a better skier because of it. John, what do you think?
1: This one was invented by a writer. Not this time.
2: <laughs> Thanks. Shut up! Okay.
1: yeah, wanker. Does it close your mouth and stop talking?
2: <laughs> okay, I'm just going to have to mute John there. Get me a bit out of hand. Obviously doesn't think teleskiers are good people. Alright.
1: Richard and John. Is Telemark Skiing better for backcountry access? Better than what? Is it better than snowshoeing? Probably.
2: It's definitely better than snowshoeing. It's <laughs> definitely better than snowblading. It's definitely better than, than walking. I suppose this, this little myth here is suggesting is it better than maybe splitboarding or the alpine um, touring bindings? Yeah. The one thing that I would weigh in with that is, obviously, we love backcountry
1: skiers um, of all shapes, sizes, and uh denominations as cam referred to them last week so you know a a lot of this telemark humor i guess is in jest but the the one the one thing that i do notice with a lot of telemark bindings is the ability to change between tour mode and ski mode without having to remove your boot from the binding obviously split boarding is quite an arduous procedure having to twist the binding lock the board together while taking the skins off yada yada Obviously, that's fine, but in in terms of like a pure ease of ease of access for that little part of your journey while you're at backcountry skiing, Telemark does have a lot of benefits compared to alpine skiing and splitboarding, mm, Richard.
2: That is that is true, and I suppose the Marker bindings you definitely have to take off and, and change between tour mode and ski mode, but I think there's some AT bindings where you can swap pretty easily. Yeah,
1: yeah, the newer the, the newer pin bindings are are going. Going the same way as some of the, the tele bindings.
2: You know, I think it's telemark like skiing is better in the backcountry. Not so much with the binding, because obviously that's the classic debate what's lighter? And, you know, AT bindings are going to be lighter than a tele binding. It, there's a bit going on, especially in some Tell of the and bindings, uh, like the Major where it's going kind of, you know, apparently releasable. You know, there's a lot going on in that, and it's hard to make really light. But I think it's better because of the boots. You've got a boot that bends at the bellows. Certainly a lot more comfortable for touring. Um, certainly a lot more comfortable if you're just plodding around your base camp as well, if you're mm. still wearing your boots. So I'm going to say it is. Yes,
1: that's that's a good point as well. What do you think, John?
2: Yeah, it's up to John, isn't it? You're right.
1: Our research found a published report of a similar story. Well,
2: finally, we agree upon something. Yes, very good. Thanks, John. Yeah. Have you ever, <laughs> have you even gone into the backcountry though, John? Like, yeah. how would you even know this?
1: It never happened. We made this one up. Have you ever been tele-skiing, John? Not this time. Are you a snowboarder? You're right again. Oh, that explains a lot. Yeah, right.
2: <sighs> Does the turn feel better than a locked heel turn?
1: Well, being a telemark skier, obviously, I'm going to say yes. Of course, I think it feels better. That's probably also because my alpine turns would be fantastic, you know, if a, an alpine skiing instructor was watching me ski they'd probably be like what are you doing but um but you know for that reason i think that the telemark turn feels better it feels better for me
2: anyhow yeah i'm gonna say it does feel better having a background in alpine skiing before my enlightenment period of my life definitely feels better especially in powder and we've said that it feels unbelievable on the show and it it really does it's such a smooth fluid feeling being in the tally turn I'm going to say yes, it is. John? Is
1: it possible this story is true? Yes, it is. You're right. It's fact. He agrees, Morgs. Oh, good. Thanks, John. Come on, John. You've never even been tele-skiing. You just told us.
2: Yeah, I mean, would you like to even try it one day? No way. Not this time. Oh. Right. Come on. Okay, Rich.
1: Does every telemark skier drive an electric car? Is that,
2: that's another myth. Is that fact or fiction? Well, I'm going to say that I don't have an electric car. And maybe more of this myth is about all those sustainable things that you talked about earlier. Is Are teleskiers in general more sustainable, more organic? Do they drive electric cars? I'm going to say that I know a lot of people that share the same values that I have. And that's mainly, I should say, I know a lot of telemark skiers that share the same values that I have. And that's mainly because we both studied the same university course and all of us are like-minded people as a general statement. But having met other people in the resort, I'm going to say no. Yeah, I would have to agree with you there, Richard. Uh, not not everyone that Telemark's
1: Geese is a hippie or a greenie. Um, it just so happens that that is. It's mm. just a stereotype that's um, s- somehow been picked up along the way. I think at least we seem to think that for some reason in Australia, you, you and me. But um, but yeah, no. Uh, you know, the Telemark is you know like like in English sport, I feel like it's it's inclusive of all and um, it speaks to people from all walks of life and people, regardless of their views, beliefs, um,
2: you know, political
1: bias will, will partake in, in telemark skiing because it is fun. That's right.
2: Now we throw it over to John. What do you think, John? Uh, do all telemark skiers drive an electric car? The strange story has to be fake, the right right? Wrong. It's bad. Uh, yes, that's a bit strange. I mean, we. I mean, we don't though, John. We don't drive an electric car, so. Yeah, we, we literally just told you that. Was this story based on an actual incident? Yes, it was. It happened. Okay. All right. Well, I get, we're gonna have to agree to disagree there, mate. Yeah. Yeah. Should we should we mute John again? Yeah, Let's mute him, meet. and we'll throw it back to him uh, after this next one. Do telemark skiers get all the ladies' morgues? Whoa. <laughs> <laughs>
1: That wasn't in the show notes.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: well, I mean, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I,
2: I don't think so. I don't think they get all the um, oh, oh, I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna agree with you. I don't think they do either. At
1: all. I think, I think people laugh at telemark skiers. We embrace
2: that. Not in the notes. But, J- John, what do you think, mate?
1: It's an urban legend that never... Had. No way. We got you. Not a chance. Not this time. It never
2: happened. Yeah, yeah. Well, you don't have to say it like that. But... <laughs> That's good. Is that it?
1: What uh, What else is on the show, Rich? Is that about all?
2: Well, maybe we'll slip in... Should we? I've got my guitar here, Morgs. Should I do it? Yeah, go on, go on. Play us the tunes. Play us the tunes.
0: Oh, all right, ladies and gentlemen, those are songs for the free healers. All right.
2: We introduced at last show the songs for the free healers, and this is the second edition of that, Morgs. Yes, I'm very much looking forward to it. This is a Johnny Cash parody, and I really hope you enjoy it.
0: I see a skier coming. They're sliding down the slope. I've never seen bindings like that, and jeez those turns look dope. Lunging down the fall line, making it look easy. So you've certainly caught my curiosity. So I went down to the rentals to trade my alpines in. They all shook their heads and laughed at me as I took those Telemark skis and I brought some brand new boots that seemed to bend easily. And then I went back to the ski fields to start dropping some knees. Well, learning wasn't easy, I sure ate a lot of snow. But one tip started helping me, and that was, look where you want to go. Now I'm lunging down the fall line, making it look easy. And I see you looking at me with curiosity.
2: Yeah, County. yep, that felt good, and uh, it certainly does catch the curiosity of many people. Absolutely, yeah, 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 it does,
1: yeah. it does, and that's does. a good yeah. thing.
2: Yeah, and I hope it catches the curiosity of you listeners. If you're an alpine skier, snowboarder, snowshoer, or even a snowblader, hope this uh, episode caught your curiosity, and you're inquisitive, and you go out and rent some skis, some Telemark skis from somewhere, and start. Freeing the heel. Now we really do sound like hippies. Maybe that's true. Yeah. It's hard to know.
1: Yes. Uh, next week, Rich, who's on the show?
2: Well, we're trying to get the uh, Simon in from the Mountain Sport Collective. We were meant to have him this week, but um, our timings didn't line up. So hopefully we get him on and we'd love to hear more about that and how it all started, the uh, Mountain Sport Collective, which is something I'm a, a member of and I've been receiving really cool pieces of information from them, and and even kits. So I've got some really cool maps uh, that have certainly made access to the backcountry easier and safer, which is great, which is what we're all about. Yeah, awesome. What about Ferg? Ferg going to be on the show? Well, hopefully. Yes, we need to get Ferg back on the show, make sure we have a, a three-way with Fergs that is actually really nice.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the last three-way wasn't so good, was
2: it? It was awkward. It was awkward, wasn't it? Um I couldn't hear you properly. It was confusing. There were hands
1: everywhere. Yeah. And and the podcast was a bit dodgy as
2: well, too. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Am I still recording? I think I'm recording. <laughs> <laughs> but um, that's enough, Morgs. My battery's about to die.
1: Yeah. No worries, mate. Great. Great work again. And I'll see you next week. Stay fancy.
2: Sounds good. We'll see you then. Bye-bye. Ciao. See you, John. Yeah, see you, John. Would you like to say goodbye to the fans, John? Not
0: this
1: time.
2: Oh, don't be rude.
0: Those Telly Guys hope you have enjoyed this program.
2: We'd love to hear from you. Please get in touch at thosetellyguys at gmail.com. If you enjoy this show, please subscribe for more fun episodes. Otherwise, you can find us on Instagram. Thank you.
0: Telemark!